I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hey, broken people. This is Summer. And this is Felina. And today we have Victoria Hyde. Welcome, Victoria. Thank, Thank you, you for joining it's a us. To be here. Gracing us with your presence. She brought mimosas. Yes. Was like, She's my favorite guest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so future guests, if you uh, bring us things, then. And we like you more. We're, we're very easily bought. Yes, so yes, you we can are. buy our affections. Uh, we, we like we like mimosas. And Summer had never had one. I'm I had still, never had yeah. one, so now I have. So, yeah, it's crazy. Now you've uh, been introduced. Yes. yes. Thank you, Victoria. <laughs> You're certainly welcome. So, Victoria, tell us what you do for a living and, and where you live and just like the basics, um, how old you are. I live in Oklahoma City. I'm 60 years old. I'll be 61 in March. I run my own business, which I've done for almost 35 years. That's amazing to me. It was out of necessity at first because Mm -hmm. I couldn't find a job. Ah. And what do you do? I got laid off. I do drafting and illustration and calligraphy. And um, basically, if you need something drawn, I can draw just about anything. I've got the right amount of information to go from. Right. Um, Right now, I do some oil and gas work in the drafting part, and I do a lot of uh, construction drawings for people to get permits for their whatever project they're working on. Okay. That's a big part of the business now. Interesting, interesting. So did you go to college for that specifically? I went to, I think I completed a semester and a half. I was a, um, I I was 19 and I wanted to be an architect, but that was a (laughs) seven-year degree at that point in time, and I was like, I'm not doing another seven years of school. I just right. can't. I just, I'm just <laughs> done. I, I just made it, you know, I just graduated high school. I'm just, I'm done. Where did you graduate high school from? Putnam City. Okay. Original. It was, I, there was West back then, but they hadn't built North yet. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, so I just, I started college doing the architecture program, and seven years sounded like a really long time. And I met my first husband, and he was very traditional and older. And oh, you don't need an education. You don't need to worry about mm-hmm. working. You don't mm-hmm. need a career. I'll take care of you. Which wasn't really anything I was that interested in. That I, that lifestyle didn't really appeal to me, being a housewife. But I was like, okay, whatever. And At I least not thrilled about seven more years of school. Yeah. Right. You know, that's <laughs> a long time. Sounds kind of nice that's when somebody's daunting. like, yeah. oh, you don't have to. You work. don't have to work. But I'll, I'll take care I'll of take you. Care It'll be, of yeah, you. yeah. My guess is very sweet and thoughtful. It does. It seems one. Right. It seemed wonderful. It was like, yeah, I, that would not be so bad. Well, it seems like there would be, like, some level of control that they think they would have because of yeah. The which fact which that there, what there wound up being okay. that yeah yeah he you know on the one hand he was like you don't have to work I'll take care of you and on the other hand because of the age difference. How much older? He was than 12 you years old. Okay. He was okay. 12 years old. And what did he do? He was a rock and roll radio DJ. Okay. Which was very glamorous and right. very exciting, exciting and very fun. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was, it was quite, um, it was, it was quite the adventure for a long time. So you were 19, is that I was right? 19. I was 19 when we got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so how old were you when you got together? We met, well, I was barely... I was 18 okay. when we met. Wow. And so I, I ended, ended a four-year relationship 
in the blink of an eye. Just I met him and it was love at first sight, and I just knew it's like I that addictive. Have to be with this person. Like just, that addictive like I just kind of love. Have, yes, I just yeah. have to be with this person. It's meant to be. It's just it's. I'm such a sucker for the addictive kind of love. <laughs> you get so. that chemical well, release, and, and ten, you just yeah. want more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for right. ten years, it was the first. The first five years were pretty good, and it started going downhill after that. How? How? In what way? Um, he had a drinking problem, oh, okay. which I didn't, you know, he, I mean, he was an alcoholic. I didn't realize that when I met him. I was 19. I thought the alcoholic was the old man stumbling around on the street corner right. with the paper bag. And, you know, I didn't know there were functioning alcoholics. And he kept it together fairly well during his, you know, outside life. Yeah. And the more he, the longer the drinking went on, the more progressed. It got mm. and it, you know it started with I guess when we met hit tequila was his favorite which I, I like tequila but it's very dangerous mm. and on a full-time basis day in day out not good yeah but it progressed to he was drinking practically a quart of tequila every day. Wow. a quart of tequila every day every day oh my god every day sometimes more oh wow was he uh, a mean drunk? He was. He became, at first he wasn't, but he became that, and I think it was just, you know, a cumulative thing. So, and he, he became abusive, and at first it was just, it was emotional and, you know, psychological, and, but it degenerated into physical abuse as well. And that was when it was like, nope, not hanging around for this. Mm -hmm. I love you dearly. I would love to see you get healthy and make it to the other side of this but it's like nope. you can't be involved in that no, no so how old were you when you decided to leave him i was 28 i think i was 27 when i got divorced yeah. i'm just kind of and that's yeah. such a time right around that age you have a shift in consciousness i think and you realize that you know you start seeing a little bit more of the big picture in mm -hmm. the future and where you want to be you know in five ten years now, why do you think it was that you tolerate, or do you think there's any particular reason that you like fell into a relationship like that? Do you think anybody's susceptible to it? What did you learn from it? I think probably anybody is susceptible to it, and I was very, um, I led a pretty sheltered life. My parents were, they met at church. My mother was a virgin until their wedding night. They were very traditional, and I was the oldest, so I was kind of the experiment. If it works with her, we'll do it with the others. Right. If it doesn't, we know. <laughs> call the oldest the starter kid because yeah, you don't know yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, and it was, you know, and, and they, were, they were great overall. You know, they had their own little set of problems and quirks, and but... And when I got out in the world and started meeting other people, I was like, I was really lucky. My parents were pretty normal. They were pretty centered. They were not crazy. They didn't have any major problems. Wow, what's that like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, real? Yeah. No, no. Well, you know, and that was back in the, I mean, that was back in the day where people got married and stayed together. I wonder Just, what my daughter's going to think of me, like, sitting here. <laughs> 30 years what she would be saying about me well my childhood was totally fucked up yeah <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's not the case oh who knows I'm, sure I'm just kind of you know it's um 
kids today it's very different but yeah falling into that relationship I think was a lot because I'd led such a sheltered life I mean okay. I, did, I had no idea what a functioning alcoholic was I had yeah. no idea if, you know it and it was just all and he was very charming and you know what he did for a living was it I mean we went to concerts every week for free mm -hmm. it just it was like I love this I what a fun life the right. record so the companies sent of... him record albums mm -hmm. on a weekly basis come, come home from work and there's three or four or five ten new albums and stuck in the door it's like right. this is amazing mm -hmm. I mean it was awesome and you know and he was he was very he he had almost a split personality mm. he was could be very sweet and very charming and just wonderful and just say things that would just just be like, oh my god oh my god he was very real and very authentic and i think that's a lot of what i fell for mm -hmm. was that he um he was very genuine was he he was mm -hmm. he was but it, it degenerated after you know and he had he had a real problem he always because I was so much younger he always said I want you to become a strong independent woman who's able to be self-sustaining even though he had the other th where he I'll take care of you you don't have to work you know I'll be you know but and but when I became that he didn't know how to deal with me Mm -hmm. So he it wanted was, you to have your own identity, and then when you got one, he, he didn't like he it. Did, he didn't like it. He did not like it. He, well, you um, didn't need him anymore. Right. He Even did, if you wanted it was, him, well, yeah, the roles were changing, yeah. and he did not know how to adapt mm -hmm. to that. Ah, <sighs> man. It was it, it was it was interesting. It was a roller coaster. Yeah. Some of it was great, and some of it was so horrible. It just it's just the night I left him, I was. Like, I just let me get out of here alive. Just right. please let me get out of here alive. Because he was blackout drunk. He had no idea what he was doing. And I just had to get enough shit to get out of there and not have to come back anytime soon. And it was... That's terrifying. It was awful. I can feel the anxiety. I mean, it was awful. Mm -hmm. He hit me so hard that he knocked me to the ground. I was probably unconscious for I don't know how long. Mm. But when I came to... All, it's, I, you know in the cartoons where the stars are flying around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was all. I was like, I was seeing stars. I was like, I can't even focus on anything. And I just went on autopilot and was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm just letting me get my shit. And, I'm and he was following me the whole time back. Why Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why, why do you have, you don't, I, I didn't hit you. I didn't touch you. I would never do that. The fucking gaslighting. It was right. it was insane. The gaslighting. <laughs> That's gaslighting yeah. to a T. It yeah. was it was insane. Wow. Wow. And you know when you say that he's a genuine person, that's why I'm like confused by that because obviously he knew that he had and could be so manipulative and lie. I mean Yeah, I don't know that he disingenuous. he drank to the point that I, a lot of the time, he was not aware of what he was doing. So this other personality. Yes, it was completely, because we would have fights about it. I would try and tell him after one of his episodes, do you remember doing this? Do you remember doing this? And he was like, you're making that up. I would mm -hmm. never do that. Well, and how I much of this? like, oh my God, But seriously? do you think he actually believed 
that he never had done it. I think he did. I think he did because he called me two or three years after we were divorced. And he told me, he said, you know how you used to try and tell me I did crazy stuff and I always said you're making it up? He said, some of my friends, my friends now, have told me that I've done stuff I don't remember doing. Mm -hmm. And he said, I just wanted to tell you that I'm really sorry. I never believed you. Why? Because I guess you were telling the truth. And that was you were telling the truth. That's big, though. Wow. It was huge. It was huge. I don't know whether he ever got past that. I have no idea. He, um, He died in 2005. He was 60 years old, and I think either he finally, his body couldn't recover from everything right. he'd done, or if he did ever get clean, it was too late. Right. Yeah. Who but, was yeah. the last time you spoke to him? Oh, gosh, we divorced in 87, probably, well, he called me when he heard I was getting Oh really? <laughs> oh wow! When did you, what year did I you I got remarry? remarried in '96. Okay. So it was probably '95 when he called me and just read me the riot act about my immortal soul. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. You're, you're, you're so we're supposed to be together in the afterlife, and if you remarry, was he religious? He he was. He had okay. grown up very. He was from South Carolina, okay. and he was raised in a very very traditional, fundamental Southern Baptist. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Summer knows all about that. Oh, yeah. I did not until I moved there with she's him. She's like, oh, my God, these people are nuts. Yeah, she's a preacher's kid. Oh, so boy. That also, explains, that also explains why he didn't see anything odd about being 12 years older than you and dating you at 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's typical Yeah. Yeah. that religion. Yeah, he, um, yes. Yeah, and he was, he, when we were first dating, he was actually dating a couple of girls that were younger than me. And I yeah. was like, seriously? That's, you could, bad things could happen legally if you get caught, you know, under mm-hmm. 18. That's not, that's not a good idea. Uh, stuff like this makes me think back to the guys, the much older men that dated me when I was very young and how stupid I was and how creepy they were. Well, yeah. how predatory Well, and it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't seem creepy when you're, you know, the 18, 19, you know, 20 you're year old, the and attention. they're 28, and, or you, you, it doesn't... Yeah, you like the yeah. attention. It's like, they find you. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah they the know, one. yeah. And you're yeah. young, and you think you're invincible, and so you don't see, you know, the predatory mm-hmm. nature, no. or the, back, no. the power imbalance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just think, oh, they're, you yeah. know... And also, I was, and they love me. I was super secretive too, so I never right. told anybody when stuff like this was happening, so no one can tell me not to do it or <laughs> advise me on it. Which is why yeah. I try to make sure Sophia will or make her talk to me forever. Well, <laughs> yeah, and you need to because yeah. she probably will get to that age where she doesn't oh, yeah. feel like she can tell you certain things. Oh, yeah, no. There, I get mad at her for random things, but never whenever she's telling me something, like, sensitive, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I there's never any judgment when it comes to that. Yeah. But I'm hard on her otherwise, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> I nag her, that poor little girl. Anyway, uh, so you found, when did you find out that he passed away? I did not find out until he passed in 2005. It was probably four or five years. And a friend that I'm still friends with now that was a mutual friend kept saying, have you ever 
wondered what happened to him. Do you, do you ever, you know, it, it would probably be easy to find out if you still, you know, remember his social security number or, <laughs> you know, and I, unfortunately I do because numbers stick with me. It's just mm -hmm. like, yep, I remember that. And he said, you know, get on this, if you're ever curious. Mm -hmm. And I think he might have known, but didn't, but didn't want to tell, tell me. Oh, mm -hmm. probably. And I finally tracked him down and I had to do it three times because, um, I put in his name and a social security number. It kept coming back, no results found him. And it's some social security death index mm -hmm. website. It's, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. And then the third time I did it, it bounced back with the same result, but it said, try deleting, if you've put in more than one identifier, try deleting mm -hmm. it right. and cutting it down to just one and you might have better results. And I did, and there it was. I was like, wow, okay. But he'd gone back to the Carolinas, and who knows? I mean, I just, and that friend said, you know, you could probably request a copy of his death certificate and find out for sure. And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I really like, want to know. Want yeah. the really, I don't know that I really yeah. want to know. Yeah. So but that, that, was, was, that was a shock. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was a shock because this was someone at one point in time I thought I'd spend my entire life with. Yeah. Yeah. And he was gone, and it was, you know, our relationship. It was, I don't regret that I didn't stay with him. I think leaving him was one of the best things I ever did. Mm -hmm. But it was still, it hit me really hard. I was like, wow, wow. So you were 28 when you left him, mm -hmm. and that was in 80... 87. And then you said you got remarried in 96. Okay. Almost 10 years later. Uh -huh. And he's still. <laughs> <laughs> really? When he, I was like, How did he find out you were getting remarried? I think through mutual friends or he had, because he stayed in contact with, there was a large group. Mm -hmm. And he maintained contact with some of them. and Somebody had to run tell, huh? I guess. <laughs> who? I don't know. I don't know. I still have people come to me and tell me stuff my husband is doing I'm like I don't want to know stop yeah. telling me yeah, yeah. Well, I know. people did that for a long time <laughs> did you you need to hear and I'm like I really don't care I yeah. don't want it I don't I don't care I don't yeah I don't know it's not any of my business anymore right I've moved on yeah yeah, yeah don't tell me I hear you yeah especially when it's negative stuff yeah. Because it's not like I can help him with any of that. Yeah. Right. So why well, why put that on me? It's yeah. like you spend a, such a big chunk of time trying to help this person be the best person that they can be. And mm -hmm. you put so much energy into that. And you think that you can help them. and But they don't want to help themselves. Yeah. Right. You and, know? Yeah. and you can't and, force yeah. them. And, and yeah, and that was what it boiled down to yeah. with him. He finally, after I left, went to one AA meeting. One, oh. One. <laughs> and that fixes everything, to, right? Me to oh, that's, that was the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> called me to brag about it. I was like, well, you know, that's a good start, but you have to keep going. Oh, no, I don't, I don't, need, no, I don't, I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll twelve Idiots. those steps like right. that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All twelve steps in one meeting. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, it's the putting the energy into someone like that, though, when you get past a relationship that like that you're like oh I'm not gonna I'm not doing that again oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so is that why you stayed single for a good 10 years well before? I wasn't single the whole time oh, okay I, okay I met my child's father and um it was it was pretty it was really a rebound relationship it lasted for a long time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but he um you know he wasn't abusive 
Oh, he didn't good. drink, and he was an artist, and those were three really big selling points. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, and he was he was very nice and, again, very charming. That seems to be a weakness. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> your type. Yeah. No, me too. Mine's like the charming or intense. Yeah, I yeah. The intensity artist. That's yeah, where that yeah. comes from. And I think the first yeah. husband was a combination of both. He was very intense and very charming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so I wasn't single the whole time. That was a four year. And after four years, it was like, you know, I love the artistic side. But he was very dysfunctional as far as being a productive member of society. He kind of had the fantasy. Um, like, it was like he, and I, I met a, um art critic. Mm -hmm. that kind of explained it to me. And, and it made more sense, but it still was not. It was like, this is not, this is messed up. <laughs> but he had the attitude where he, because he was creative and had talent, he people should just take care of him. And he shouldn't have to work for it. Oh. He shouldn't have to be a functional member of society. And he should just be given a lot of leeway to, you know, and he did have a lot of supportive people in his life. Mm -hmm. So that, there were people who that, helped, that helped like that further helped this. His mother sent him twenty-five dollars every week and a box of like food. Like I mean, and wow. he was he was again, he was eleven years older than me. <laughs> so you like the older man? So I did. Yes, yes. The current husband is closer to my age than than any of them, and you know, and when I was younger, it was like the guys my age were just stupid. I don't think that's changed. Yeah, sure <laughs> I also don't sadly. think it's about age. I don't know that they grow out of it. No, no, they don't. I used to think they would, but apparently no. they don't. Although it, I am, I am now starting to date men in their forties, and I like it a whole lot better. Yeah, it's nice. I'm liking men. Yeah, in their and you're, 40s. you're. I'm 37. Okay. Okay. So. So closer to your age. Than... Yeah. Well, I keep getting asked out by young guys because okay. I look a little younger than I am, yeah. but I don't like dating them they're too they're yeah fucking flighty and they don't know who they are or they are they think they know who they are and they're wrong <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they want you know they're life. emotionally unavailable like you know but they the guys seem to kind of grow that little aspect at least i've kind of seen men in their 40s are a little bit a little bit better about it yeah but we'll see well, the jury's still out. Well, you know, at that point, they're more of who they're going to be. So you can tell yeah. either they're going to be pretty solid or they're never going to get they're it together. Never, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so you can yeah. kind of filter through well, a little better. I mean, tell me if you reached this point at, you know, maybe what age this might have sounded familiar, but I feel like I've reached an age where, like, I'm done putting up with the shit. Like I finally actually <laughs> mean it, this. and yeah. I'm and yeah. I'm like more aware, and I know who I am, and I'm perfectly happy being alone. And if you want to be with me, then this is what you get. And like I'm not gonna change a damn thing yeah. about myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I don't know if it's a certain age or if you just go through enough. That yeah, you're, like, you're just done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was that was pretty after the after the baby daddy. It's like you know I'm just I know what works for me and mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend like anything, you know, other mm -hmm. is going to, is going to cut it. And, you know, it's, and it's still, how I mean, old were you at that time? Are challenging. I was 
31 when Adam was born. So I was probably 33, mm -hmm. 34. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, I've been through three serious relationships. None of them were what was right for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've, they've, you know, filled certain aspects of my life. That well, that's because, it was you know, no one person oh, can, can fill everything. Exactly. exactly. And it's not reasonable to expect that. It's, no. it's ridiculous. This is but more and more, so that's what we're being conditioned to believe. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the fairy tale. Right. You're going to meet this perfect Prince Charming man, and he's you know, the two of you will be everything each other needs. and Which is be, so dysfunctional. After, and it's like, no. I mean, in theory, I guess, maybe, great, but well, I just... I don't think so. I think you just find the person that you want to share... You, I mean, like, I don't want anybody in my space. I haven't found anybody who I would want to share my physical space with. Same. Yeah. Like, that's a big difference uh, to me. Like, I've got plenty of guys right. who I like to spend time with on occasion, but, like, and, and that's not... But I don't need you in my house. No, but yeah. there's not a one of them that I want to live with. Right. Like, I'm not sharing my space with you. Like, and that's always... <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the most difficult aspect sometimes. Oh, yeah. Just, so but, like, uh, so, like, if you can yeah. find the person that you can share your space with, then that's a special relationship. Yeah. But why do you have to do away with all of the other relationships that you have that fulfill other needs? Because as a complex, interesting, smart woman, there are so many parts of you to explore and yeah, exactly. different people with different interests that are going to spark a different mm -hmm. part of you. Yeah, and exactly. So and it makes you feel more like a whole person yes, to, have to have all those, these different yeah, relationships. All, that differ, all those different it's, sources. And it's and not psychologically sources. healthy to cut off those things it's just not. because you're with it's, one person. It's not. Well, and, I think... And, you know, and it's, and it's not... It's not an insult to, you know, this one person. But right. It's not, you know, it's not that you're not enough or that you... It, but it's just basic. You could never... Mm -hmm. Be enough. Right. You just because you're only because one, you're person. one person. You're just one person. You just you'll never be able to fill all those you know, needs and mm -hmm. all those you know. And my ex, he was the bad one that lives in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Like he, uh, he was so controlling over my relationships with other people. Like he sabotaged a couple of my relationships, yeah. and yeah. I realize now it was probably rooted in his own insecurities. Oh yeah, like I'm, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, that's Control where it usually that. comes from. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insecurity. Not insecure, being insecure, and, and thinking that you know. Well, he also was a sociopath. So well, that, that isolation but, is a tool. Yeah, that they can yeah. use oh, yeah. to control. Oh yeah, yeah. It, the first husband did. By the time I left him, I had one, maybe two good friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. it was because he had just gradually eliminated them, or you know, cut me off. He tried to cut me off from family. Mm -hmm. it, just you know, I've had friends that even like tried to control who I was friends with outside of them. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no, yeah. It's not healthy. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, that's not a good relationship. <laughs> I'm gonna start texting Felina. Why are you out with her? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see you on Facebook with your kids, I'd be like, Why didn't Sophia and I get an invite? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but so. Uh, you did away with uh, baby daddy. Yes. And yes. I, we, we were never married, but I had 
to divorce him because mm-hmm. we had a kid together. Mm-hmm. So I was like, seriously? Right. Well, okay. Children are property of the state, so they get to decide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how long was it uh, after that before you met your current husband? Um, I was actually in the process of, of getting, ending that when I met the current husband. And it was funny because my um, ex-business partner, she, she had, she'd been with me for a long time. She had been through the end of the first marriage and she'd been through the baby daddy and she, and she told me. When that one started going south, she goes, me and my husband are picking your next boyfriend. <laughs> and I went, what? She goes, you don't have a great track record. You know, you just, you, you don't have to, you know, if you really don't think it's the right pick, you can voice that, but we're picking that. I was like, okay, great. And they actually kind of picked him. And um, it was, he was, you know, there was definitely an attraction and we met through business. He mm-hmm. sold me my first computer when I finally admitted that computers weren't going away. I was going to have to adapt. <laughs> I do not embrace change as easily as I would like to. Okay. I've been working on that most of my life, but I, you know, I was forced into it a lot growing yeah, up. Yeah, me I too. We moved a lot. Mm-hmm. hated it. We, you know, and I never had a voice in any of mm-hmm. the in any of the changes that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what's this is what's happening. Get over it. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. So uh, you know, I still I'm not great at it, and my husband would say, I'm not great at it. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten better. But it's not an easy thing for me. No, no. I mean, it's always hard to change if well, you yeah. even when yes. you want to. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you want to be the best version of yourself that you can be, you know, it's still hard. Still painful in you, some ways. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know. It's not easy to take those steps and, you know, even if they're very necessary and, you know, it's going to be a good thing in the end, it's not, it's not easy to break old habits. Well, and, and I think it's nice. I like having you as a friend because, you know, it makes me feel better to, like, realize that, you know, this is a... It reminds me that it's an ongoing process throughout yeah. your life. Like yeah. you're going to always be growing and changing, and like that's about the only thing we can count on. Yeah, is, change is, is the only change. certainty. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Which and, is, and it's I mean that's is a so Buddhist, uncertain, but I think it's, that's a it's the quote. only thing you can really yeah. count on in life. It's, it's yeah. always going to be there. Yeah, there's no escaping it. Yeah, it's, change is the only certainty. Yep. And so, as, if we're all always going to be in flux, like you better find some solid people to be along the ride with you. Oh yeah. Who won't like judge you or make you feel bad. They'll just be supportive and be kind and and yeah. yeah. So I, I try to pick yeah. good people to go along the ride with me, right? Right. And, and, and <laughs> the, the people are such an important part they are. of yeah. the life. It's not you know, it's not where you are but who you're with. Yeah. I have so many valuable one-on-one relationships with people. Yeah. I have big groups of friends too, but yeah. I really like having an individualized yeah. Yeah. one-on-one I've always relationship. Been better at the yeah, one-on-one. I mean, Me too. I don't. I, I'm better with groups now than I was in college. I was. <laughs> I, yeah, I was the wallflower in high school. I was in the corner. You know, whatever mm-hmm. thing it was, it was like no, no, I just the big big groups and mm-hmm. was well, never my thing. I don't always like to, sh- I like to keep some things private and yeah. then I only feel comfortable talking about certain well, parts yeah. of my life with different people. And uh, that seems and normal to me. It seems right. normal to I me. I guess too. for some people, 
they make you well, think, I think that's healthy boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like you get told that you're being secretive yeah. or lying. Yeah. That's yeah, a red I've flag. That I've, yeah. But yes, I've gotten that before. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't you? Why wouldn't you tell me that? Well, you know, I just have things that I didn't want. To. I don't want I to share. Want to, right. I mean, yeah. that it's just you know, it's my stuff, and yeah. if I choose to share it with you, that means I value you and trust you a lot, and it's yeah. okay to feel vulnerable with you. But some. I'm not going to yeah. spill everything. Right. To, yeah. You know. I think that's why groups of friends that are tight knit is hard for me because I don't like being compared, notes being compared on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I know who I am. And if I didn't, if I told one of you one thing and one of you the other, you know, it wasn't because I'm a, a liar, liar or, or, you know, yeah, like, or, I just have a different relationship with each of you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that it was appropriate for you to talk about me together. I didn't know I needed to make a PowerPoint and share it with everybody. Yeah, so that everybody <laughs> could be on the same page. Details to make sure I didn't leave anything out for yeah. y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> but uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> More mimosas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Does anybody want a refill? Yes. Okay. I I'm sure. going to refill. Thank you. Yeah. Continue, please. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he sold you your first computer, huh? He sold me my first computer, yeah. So, how did you guys actually start seeing each other then from that, if you met with, in business? Um, he, after we were done with the transaction, the computer transaction, which, it was a big deal for me. I mean, I was just, I was terrified because Aww. I'm not, technology is not my forte. I'm, I'm now than I was 25 years ago. Right, and it was still, still pretty early at yeah, that point, yeah. so it's unfamiliar. Yeah, it, very unfamiliar, you know, it was something I grew up with. But after the transaction was complete, my um, business partner, she's like, well, would you go out with him? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, he seems nice. <laughs> Doesn't and, seem like a serial killer. He has That's a job, <laughs> which was kind of a big thing. That's always, <laughs> always good when they work. Yeah. Always good when they work. Yeah. And um, she she actually called him to set it up, and it was so cute. Thank you. Because um, he he she's talking to him, and she was being very you know subtle and ambiguous, or trying to. Are you single? You know, are you seeing anybody? (laughs) And he told me afterwards. He was like, the whole time I was just. In the back of my mind, I'm going, oh, please don't be asking for yourself. Please don't be asking for yourself. Aww. Please, please let it be the other. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and the, he, he didn't tell me that for a while. But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, that's, I guess that's a good sign. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. And um, we went out one date, and both of us were smokers at the time, but neither one of us smoked for about two hours into the date. And then I saw his pack of cigarettes in his car, and I was like, Oh, are you a smoker? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, God, I'm dying for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was not going to be the one that, you know, that, that offended you in that way. But, and then, yeah, we just, it, it actually progressed pretty smoothly and quickly. He had a son from his first, from his marriage. Mm-hmm. And he was, I was going through the divorce, separation, divorce steps, but I hadn't made a lot of progress on that. Mm -hmm. And um, he was pretty much at the same place. Mm -hmm. And the kids were close to the same age. Mm -hmm. And that was a big plus. It was Mm -hmm. somebody else who's a single parent or is going to be a single parent. Yes. 
because people that you when you're a parent and trying to date someone that's not just, <laughs> it doesn't no always go doing. well yeah. they don't understand that <laughs> they don't get that it's a commitment it's your priority yeah, and, yeah. they get yeah. offended oh, because the selflessness. Like, no, my children will always come before you i'm sorry it's yeah just how it is the selflessness that's involved with being a parent yeah you, know, you can't I see other and people as selfish who haven't had children. Well, I'm you like, can't like, explain it to It's hard to... You can't... Yeah. It's just until you've experienced that, you just can't explain it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. It's a big part of me that, uh, you know, friends even that don't have children are... It's right. hard to relate to them on that level. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so single parent. Yeah. Yeah, Same so we yeah and... we started dating. His son is I think about eighteen months older than Adam. Oh, so, so really they were close. close they were close in age. Were they friends? Oh, they they the first year <laughs> it was we had to pull them off of each other and keep them from killing each other at least <laughs> once a week. Oh my God! Age. How old were they? They were, I think Nick was seven and Adam was five. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, and um. You know, now now Adam tells me we're friends, we're brothers. We're, I don't care that we're not related by blood. We'll always be brothers. We yeah. grew up together. Yeah. But there were there were some very intense stormy moments. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's two boys who were used to being the only Alone, one. Right. Yeah. And That's probably a good sudden, experience here's for another, both of them. Here's another child that yeah. you know is you have to learn to share part of the mix. <laughs> yeah. Not all about you anymore. Yeah. So it it was interesting. It was interesting. And then David, um, he got a great job offer in Miami Beach. And I was like, that's incredible. I, I, I wouldn't think twice. And he was like, I don't know. I, I, things are going so well between us. I don't know if I want to leave. And I'm like, you're nuts if you don't take this. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it right. was the New World Symphony, working oh, with wow. very talented young musicians and this incredible incredible venue like I don't want to be with you if you'll give this up <laughs> <laughs> so you were uh were you married yet no oh, no, okay. so no we've been still. dating for about nine months okay okay and things were going really well but I was like you know you just I mean I wouldn't think twice yeah you gotta this do is this. just this might be a once in a lifetime opportunity right. I mean you know so yeah, I actually went down there with him to interview, and the job was with a friend of his had worked there for years. So mm-hmm. he had a little bit of an in, mm-hmm. and um, came back, and I was like, you're crazy if you don't take this. And he's like, well, would you move? And I'm like, ah, I've only known you for nine months. I think this is going great, but I'm not ready to uproot, and I've got my business, and mm-hmm. I've got my child, right. and my whole support system. Changed my so whole I'm, life here. Yeah, and you know, and when you have a kid, it's like family and support system becomes really, yes. I mean, it's like I couldn't live with, I don't know how I, you know, and we had were used to having, we did stuff with the kids. We didn't get them together immediately because we were both like, I, you know, yeah. just wait, you know, yep. four or five months. Right, so well, that's this is going. You know what that's what I always before do. Before we introduce the kids. Yeah, yeah. that's what I always do, too. But because we were both, you know, sharing custody with the other parent, we had time where that was just us. Mm-hmm. We did, and that, and I was like, that goes away if I move to Miami, right? And because I'll be bringing the kid, and that goes away. And I was like, you go check it out. I'm not saying no, but I don't know. Not right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Miami, I went down there a couple times, and it's it's a nice place to visit. I, 
than when I lived there. No, it's not my type of weather. I mean, they basically have two seasons, hot and wet. And <laughs> sometimes they overlap a lot. Right. So, you know. And um, it was just, you know, it was, it was, there was a lot of fear there. It was like starting the business over. It's because yeah. I, don't, I don't have a college degree, so mm-hmm. I'm very limited as right. to what my options are. And that's become more of a thing. It wasn't quite as much of a thing mm-hmm. 20 years ago, but it, it's worse now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was just like, you know, I just don't, uh, I don't know. So he went. He went, he went, and he stayed for about a year, year and a half. And you guys continued to date the whole We time. continued to date. Mm-hmm. We continued to date. It was long distance, and I was like, God, I've never done long distance. I don't know if this is going to work out. I mean, mm-hmm. Been before there, he left doing that yeah before he Still. left he said you know <laughs> right. if, if it doesn't work out it's not going to be because of me because I'm really not interested in anyone else taking or anyone else yeah. or in even trying to establish something with anyone else and I was like okay that sounds pretty positive Aww. and you know and I just it was about the only time in my life that I didn't have a man around all mm-hmm. the time and in a lot of ways, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't need somebody. Uh-huh. We, you know, this is I why I like long distance relationships. Right? I mean, it was really, right yeah, <laughs> it was really not a bad thing. Yeah, you know? this is. I kind of like the long distance relationships because I can get emotional support of not having to have a person in my space yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's still. I mean, it's still after 25 years. It's still like, oh my God, what is this? What is all this crap sitting here? Do something with it. It's making me nuts. (laughs) It's still that sharing the space. I mean, ideally, I have like a big house, and there's like my side and your side. You can have a duplex, and you can live on that side. We'll have a bedroom that we share, but also we can have our own own bedroom too. Which I know people that do that, and I don't really think it's a horrible thing. I, I mean, great idea. there are sometimes it's just like, I, I just want to be able to spread out in the whole bed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a king size bed and I love it. And when yeah. I have to share it. We like, got a oh. new one about a like, year ago and we just got a queen size and I'm wishing we'd gone to the king size. Right? It would take up the whole room, but Mine does. it would be it so worth it to room. have just that space. Because, you know, we go to like blue doors. And it's a king size bed, and it's like I don't even know he's in the bed mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. This is kind of nice. Then you can sleep better. Yeah. I have a difficult time sleeping next to people, so there are very few people I can sleep next to. Yeah, I can usually get there after being in a relationship with someone for a while. Yeah, yeah. it takes yeah. me a little. Yeah, while. but it ta- yeah, it takes yeah. a while to get comfortable with that. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so where were we in your timeline? Uh, there, he was in Miami. He came, he back, up he came back up here. How often did you see each other while he was there? And you um, were here? I think I went down there twice. Okay. We talked a lot on the phone. And I actually, I'm, I'm a big writer. You know, I wrote a lot of letters, which he found not too long ago. That's he was sweet. Looking. He kept them? <laughs> nice. I was just, I was like, oh my God. I That's was really that he kept sweet. them. He was looking for. Um, he's a sweetheart. He is. I can't, he's, I have he's, to, he's I'm a, a nice little biased because I know him. And he, he is a nice guy. I feel so and, uh, comfortable around the both of you. I just adore both of you. <laughs> You're so sweet. That's very nice. But no, he, he was looking for um, medical records. Mm. He needed old medical records. Uh-huh. And I, and I, he asked me, and I said, I 
don't ask me because that was before I was in the picture when you had these surgeries. If you saved the stuff, right. I don't know you where have no it idea. Is. I, I have no clue. He's, and he, finally, after about three days, he's like, I think I know where it is. I think it's in a box in the attic. I was like, okay, well, that's more better clue than I have. Right. And he found them and he pulled out all the stuff and he had saved all the letters I had written him when hmm. he was in Miami. Aww. And all the, he, he had his late, his last surgery, we had only been dating like a month. And he, it was a, it was, and he had to stay overnight, I think. And he asked me if I'd take care of his cat. And I, I'm, I love animals, I'm a huge, I'm a cat person, and I was like, no problem. And he was like, yeah, well, I need to give you some special instructions, because Buddy's a little different. <laughs> so I wrote this yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but he wrote me this long note with, you know, do this, do this, do this, and at the very bottom of it was. And if he by chance goes on the attack, that triple antibiotic ointment is right here. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. What did you set me up for? But he's a little different. Am yeah. I taking care of a tiger? What's <laughs> happening here? But he had saved all that stuff, and I was just like, oh, my God, he saved. I was like, and it just, I was like, you know, I know I save a lot, but mm -hmm. I don't know that I saved every single, you know, post-it. And, and right. just, I'm not that, I mean, I am really sentimental, but I am really, I don't save every single thing. I'm really bad I mean, about save saving. The, There's probably stuff I wish I would have saved that yeah, I've right. thrown away because I'm so uh, disorganized, yeah. well, as well, one I, would I, say. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went through a get rid of all this crap I've had for 20 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I moved halfway across country for the third time, I was like, <laughs> oh, why am I dragging this stuff around? around? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is stuff I really wished I'd held on to because it was stuff from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, really? Really? But I was... I was like, I'm not, I'm not carting this stuff again. I'm just, I'm yeah. not doing it. Yeah. My dad has just like this room full of just crap from when I was a kid that he doesn't go through and he won't <laughs> let me go through. He doesn't he want it to go anywhere. You go he won't it. let me go through it either. He gets like really weird and protective about it. Aww. And I'm like, don't mess with this hoard. <laughs> yeah. It's just one room and that's it. And that's his closet. It's a, like the past I don't know Aww, it's his fault it is it, even like his girlfriend's lived with him for like 10 years and like she just she's doesn't go in there <laughs> and she doesn't even bug him about it she's just like that's his and he'll just we'll deal just with shut it. the door it's yeah, fine we'll just, just deal with it when, when he's when ready, he's ready yeah she just like totally supports him in his uh insanity so they work you know, yeah. maybe well, that's that is funny. He won't let you go through it. I he does, he's probably afraid he'll get rid of some of it that he, he wants to keep is. or something. He probably is because I, I have. Who knows? Yeah, Adam has. I've got a bunch of his stuff mm -hmm. that I saved, mm -hmm. and I don't want to be the one to. Uh, I won't to go toss through it until he dies. I'm sure. Like, and you know, be. and I've just told him it's 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 there if you ever want to go through it. And mm -hmm. He just he has no. Yeah. Just, what I, Mom, it's your deal. If you want to hang on to it forever. <laughs> so now you and David have been married for how long? 22 years. 22 years. He came back from Miami. I had, um, when he left, he had this little bitty rent house that was um, owned by the old couple next door, and they had no idea what rent what peop most people were paying for rent. He was renting it for $150 a month. 
And he was like, I'm going to be making enough money at this job that I want you to keep paying for that. I will send you the money. I do not want to lose that just in case this doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And it was a little tiny cracker box, two bedrooms, one bathroom, nothing fancy. It didn't mm -hmm. even have central heat and air. Mm -hmm. But it was super cheap. But it was super cheap. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I was going to move in there. Mm -hmm. And the old man, they lived, the couple that owned it, lived right next door. And my son was... He's, when he was a kid, he, he didn't really, he hadn't been around a lot of adults and grown-ups where that you're going to respect me just because I'm older than you. It oh. doesn't matter if you don't know me. Right. And he had a little bit of an issue with the owner. I see. And um, the owner came over to, he was, he, I think there was a store, it was the septic, the cover for the septic tank or a store, old storm cellar, and Adam was jumping around on it. And Banging on him, he came over. You can't do that. And I was like, Who are you? What are you telling me? Like, so <laughs> that ended the me living there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Nope. So I had moved when he he was like, Well, if he's not going to let you live there, even if I come back, that's not going to be an option. So I guess just pack all my stuff up and move it out. And I'm like, Really? I don't know that I want to pack up all your stuff and move it out. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> but he's like, I can't come back to do it. Just, just, just put it in storage if you have to. Just, and you know, and it was. Um, oh my God! And you did that for it him. It was very, it was very bizarre. You it loved him. Like, I, well, I, it was, it was weird. Cause cause he's like, just keep paying that one fifty. This is your storage. <laughs> all somebody else's stuff, right? And, and yeah, decide so what's awkward. worth moving and what's not. Yeah. But he's like, oh, my friend John will help you. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and at that time, I think I did put it in storage for a while because I was living way, way out in the country in North Edmond on a, an acreage. And I loved living that far out. And I loved the acreage. The house was a piece of crap and it was mm -hmm. falling apart. I mean, the roof leaked. It was not comfortable climate-wise to any degree. But it was cheap and it was affordable, and I, you know, it was I had a long drive every day. But um, by the time I got out there after work, no matter if I had been in a bad mood and had a horrible day, after driving for 45 minutes and getting further and further out in the country and further and further away from civilization, I was always in a good mood when I got home. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's this, what you're I've supposed to this do. To, I've got this to come back to. Mm -hmm. This is my place. This is my solitude. Your space. Yeah. 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 But that got to the point where my car was wrecked. I had an right. old car and it, it just could not handle right. <laughs> those kind of miles on a regular basis. So I found a place in town and it was bigger and there was lots of empty space. So I moved his stuff in. He was like, you can move my stuff in if you want to. <laughs> so his stuff moved in way before his he stuff, did? His stuff moved in <laughs> way before he did. How funny. <laughs> and then he showed up and it was pretty hard to go. I you might want to find your own place. Yeah, since the stuff's already there. At least for a while, there. because, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, I think this is going great, and I think it's going well, and it could possibly work, but I'm not really sure I'm ready to make that commitment. I in no way saw that coming, though, when he said move my stuff in. Oh, 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 this might make it difficult. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's like inching but, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he came back, and he um, the, the job did not... Turned out to be as wonderful as it was supposed to be. Mm. So he came back and he came back he and moved in. in. Mm -hmm. He moved in, and um, 
within about six months he proposed and I was like yeah I mean it seems to be working mm-hmm. and, two or three, and as my sister said when they met him I think she finally found a normal one a <laughs> normal <laughs> one because they'd known the other two and they had, yeah. had seen mm-hmm. you know firsthand how dysfunctional those were and and <laughs> I was like well I don't, wouldn't say he's like Normal, come like normal, like boring, normal. Yeah, right. Norman and boring <laughs> are not synonymous in this. Yeah, but that was funny, case. and they did not tell me that until That's close funny. to the wedding. Like, yeah, but he's 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 normal compared to <laughs> relative. And I've met him. He's not normal. No, he's not. He's not normal. <laughs> but he's, he's, he, he's non-normal in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> not a scary way. Not a scary way. There's big difference. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's weird and there's a weird. Yeah, yeah. fun weird and yeah. (laughs) I like to think we're all three weird fun ladies. Yeah, not the scary weird. Right, not Norman Bates weird. Just weird. So when did you guys get married? What year? We got married in '96. Okay, yeah, you said that. And so now it's been. It's been. It'll be 23 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In April. Wow. That's amazing. It is. It's, I mean, so you've I'm been just, together how long? We've known each other for, it'll be tw- 26 years in August. We okay. started dating 26. in August. Okay. So this is your longest relationship? By far. Mm-hmm. By far. Mm-hmm. 26 years is such a long time. It, well, yeah. It, I mean, it is. It's, you know. That's amazing, though. And it's I don't even know if I want to be with myself for that long. Why would anyone else want to put out with him for 26 years? I'm a lot. It's a lot to ask. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, it's um, like you said earlier, change is about the only thing mm-hmm. we can count on. And we've been through stuff that I never would have expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have seen all four of our parents die. Mm-hmm. and had to deal with that and that's big that right. is big. that's a huge thing yeah. and how you handle that can it's just, it can change it will change it will change okay. you change. it will change relationships I am not it the same person change. i was yeah. before my mom died like not by a long shot yeah yeah you know and we've the, the kids have grown up and we both had horrible exes that were just did unbelievable Really, and I, you know, it was like, wow. I mean, some of the stuff. I'm, my ex was—he's just kind of crazy and a little bit of a sociopath. And, yeah. But he's, you know, he's almost harmless in a lot of ways. His ex was. Mm. Wow. Well, it was basically her family. Mm-hmm. It was her family. There, it's a very her dad. A very powerful man, or was mm-hmm. in the Oklahoma. Um, just he had a lot of power and control and made our lives miserable. Wow, in as many ways as he could because he how fun, yeah. Uh, like, isn't it great when people, people like, interfere in your relationships? Oh, it, like, it was, I mean, why? it was just and it was all through the kid. Mm. which just made it because it was Using like the kid, kid was caught in the middle so unhealthy of them. this crap that never should have gone on and finally I mean because she had custody for a long time and she finally came to her senses when Nick was 13 and I came home one day and David said you and I are going to believe the 
conversation I had with her today. And I was like, okay, I hope this is good. He was like, she wants me to have custody. And we never, ever expected that because that was the control, that was the leverage right. and custody of Nick and being able to pretty much make the rules and bend the rules when they wanted to. You know, We had to follow the rules, but they didn't. Yeah. Right. And um, I was like, wow. So and that was different. That was So why did she decide that? Um, it was very bizarre. I still don't know all the details. I have my suspicions, but she, um, she was very much under her parents' control mm -hmm. the whole time, and that was part of what broke them up. I she see. could never make the break. They, she and David had moved to Dallas, and were trying to have their own life, and they would, once Nick was born, they wouldn't stay out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, she just, she could never get away from them. And they, she had an, a brother who was just as messed up as she was. So was that her way of getting Nick That out was of her way of, her she, I think she saw what, she realized how much her parents had screwed up her life, and she realized it was gonna happen. To Nick, and she had another, she had a daughter after Nick was born, who the father was just absent. He just, he mm -hmm. was just, it was a, it was a horrible mistake, and, and he never wanted to be a parent, and he pretty much dumped her on her parents. When, you know. So she, I think she finally, she realized my life is screwed up, my brother's life is screwed up, and Nick's life's going to be screwed up too if I don't do something to get him mm -hmm. away from this. Mm -hmm. So, and that was, uh, she was not, she did a lot of awful things, but that was the one that was like, wow. 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 And uh, then he came to live with us, and that was that was interesting, because you know, <laughs> he, he was there, he was there, you know, every other weekend, and over the breaks, you know, but it, it had been a full-time thing. How was <laughs> that for you as a stepmom? Um, it was interesting, because I, found myself being harder on him than I was on Adam, my son, hmm. and it surprised me. Why I do you think that is? I don't, I think, well, I was very aware of how he'd grown up and what kind of influence his mother and his grandparents had had on him, and he he had some, some he'd already developed some habits that weren't so corrective. Yeah. So you were trying so to help. You I was trying to help, but at one point, um, it was just, uh, I'll never forget it. He was in their room. They shared a room for a long time until they put, <laughs> they both went, we're not sharing a room anymore. We <laughs> <laughs> can't do And it. they took turns. One of them lived in the living room. We have two <laughs> living spaces, so we use the family room on a regular basis, and the living room is pretty much for, you know, if company comes or it's, one of them, they switched off the bedroom and the living room. Mm -hmm. But I um, was cleaning up in their room one day, and Nick was in there. We would, because they're boys, they like the little action figure toys. Mm -hmm. And he was in there destroying an action figure. I mean, just ripping the, he ripped the head off of it, he was ripping the arms off of it. And I watched him, and I was like, I was like, Nick, what are you doing? And he's like, this is what grandma does to my toys every whenever I bring stuff home. And I was like, what? And he says, she tells me they're ugly and she doesn't want them in her house. And then she rips the arms off and rips the head off and throws them Oh my them God, off. wow. Easy manipulative. And I was just, 
I, it was just like, that's crazy. That I cannot right. believe you're having to deal with that. And I told him, I said, you don't have to take any of the toys we get you home right. ever again if that's what's happening. Right, because uh, you don't want to be setting that up. How old is he? He was probably, this was before we got custody. He was probably 11. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point in time, I just said, this kid just needs to be loved. Yeah. He just needs to know what a functional adult right. is. And what love really and feels what like. love really is, because he yeah. has no... Right. This is his freaking grandmother, and apparently his mother either didn't know or wasn't doing anything wasn't gonna about it. Wasn't going to stop it, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So once he got custody, how often was did, did he his son visit with his mom did he come back he visited I think it was every other weekend for a while because there was another child his half-sister and they had grown up pretty much together and were close how far apart were they do you know do you remember two years two or three so they were pretty close in age they were pretty close in age yeah yeah um that's an interesting she I think Nick was about two when she was going through the and I think it's what every mother goes through at the age of two, where you're just kind of like, I'm so tired of taking care of this, this <laughs> other. And, just, and they're at that age where they're the terrible twos, and they're becoming more self-aware, and they're awful a lot of the time. <laughs> <sighs> at what point she do they grow out of that? <laughs> we got a 16 and 17 year old that's not making oh, no, it Oh, no, it just starts again when, you know, when they, when they become teenagers, it mm. happens all over. Oh, my God, I love my nine I swear. so much right now. I, I think. I think seven about seven to ten is probably my favorite age oh my god they're they're so sweet sweet i love her so much i mean i love her forever anyways but she's just like all about mom too right now yeah she loves me yeah and and, then yeah between about seven and ten or eleven they just you know you're pretty much their whole world and they're you know and they're they're self-aware enough that you can have an actual conversation yes. about real stuff yeah with them. oh yeah it's, we it's talk amazing. about religion it's, yeah it's amazing politics and <laughs> yeah it's great well you probably uh change i'm sure i mean you changed next life i think so he you know he says that he and that my dad his dad and i are his were his parents mm-hmm. he's like you know his mother passed away a few years ago oh um and it was and that very, was hard. It was. It was. Um, when it, I mean, having had a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. 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 That never. Passing, that never helps. It, yeah. And you know, and I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And Nick was. Um, I think he summed it up pretty well. He just. I don't know if he put it on. I think it, he put it on Facebook. <laughs> but you know, that's what these young kids do. <laughs> but um, it was like you know, mom. I'm sad you're gone. I'm really going to miss you, but I've been missing you for a long time. Because yeah. she wasn't really that present as a, as a parent. Yeah. And, you know, so I stepped in and we did, you know, we did the best we could. And with kids, it's always. That's all you can do. Oh, yeah. All you can, you can do, do is the best you can. You know, there are. Right. When you bear children, it's not like you stop having your own crap that you're going no, through. No, you don't stop you know? having a wife. You're not yeah, just... and they're also like little asshole mirrors of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so you like start seeing things about yourself uh-huh. and then you're like, oh yes. shit, like right. I should probably work on that. <laughs> if yeah. I'm going to try and tell her to not do that, she's oh, learning yeah. this from me. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. I was a yeller. 
when Sophie was really little that I had been yelled at and that just seemed normal. Well, and so much of that, mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that stuff that we experience as a child all goes in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even yeah. if we know it's messed up, it stays in there. Oh, yeah. And it seems you have to fight against normal child, because yeah. that's what you grew up with. Yeah. That's how you grew up and it seems normal even though you know it's oh, yeah. awful and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And the and you propensity don't to repeat that mm-hmm. is just almost second nature. Especially oh, yeah. if you don't, you don't even notice you're do. doing yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. when you start noticing it, it's like, that's when the little oh asshole mirrors come in. <laughs> right. And they yeah. start yelling at you, and you're like, shit, you're a yeller because I'm a yeller. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I gotta stop uh-huh. yelling. Yeah, if you've you're learned that for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. See, yep. my yeah. family's yellers. Mm-hmm. We yell. It's not, and it's not just even when they're mad. Like, they yell when they're happy. They yell at about <laughs> everything. Very loud people. And I never noticed it until mm-hmm. my 10 year old moved in. Uh-huh. But she has PTSD. She was five. She came in as a foster uh-huh. placement. And she's got PTSD, and one of her triggers is if anytime you raise your voice. So even I could be saying something great, but yeah, just the level. The and that's when I started realizing how often I would yell. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because she would just, uh-huh. yeah. And so I had to consciously start working on that, and it is hard. It, it is. is. I mean, it's very hard to break those patterns, those I, subconscious patterns of behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, I traumatized my daughter. I've screamed at her so much before. And I feel terrible saying that, but I feel like I should own it because I know that I'm not the only parent who yeah. lost oh, their shit on definitely their yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it happens. But you see, I feel like the important thing is like acknowledging your mistake that you didn't handle it properly. N- not rep- it's I mean, huge because you, you know my parents were pretty good, but they weren't perfect. But they never acknowledged that. My dad never apologized they, to me when yeah, he would screw yeah. up. When he oh, would yeah. lose his shit, and I would just be sitting in a corner bawling as he was screaming at right. me. And I did that to her a couple times, and I realized that I needed to work on it. I I. Not perfect, but I rarely yell at her anymore. Oh. And uh, you know, she doesn't yell anymore either. Um, but she still kind of gets worried I'm going to mm-hmm. because I went through a period mm-hmm. where I did. Yeah. But I always apologize, even when I get just kind of snippy with her. You know, right. I apologize. Yeah. I'm like, that was me. That's not you. Right. And my dad never did that. He never apologized oh, yeah. to me. No. So I'm hoping that she's just learning that. Right. Hey, mom is just a human. Yeah. And she's trying her best, and it's hard. Yeah. And but nobody's perfect. Yeah. And, and being a parent is not. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. It can so. be extremely rewarding, and but it's not easy. And balancing. They don't come with instructions. Now, and balancing <laughs> your own needs with their needs, <laughs> and setting boundaries yeah. with your children, and teaching them to set boundaries. You know, I have taught her. I'm like, hey, don't come into the bathroom when I'm using it like let me have a little bit of privacy yeah, yeah. you know it, from something very basic like that you know teaching boundaries and that it's okay to have your own yeah right that's yes. what, yeah that's yes. the big thing is when you teach them those boundaries that yeah. they can learn to set boundaries yeah we weren't taught how to set boundaries oh, no. i wasn't really no i yeah. was not taught to set boundaries we were very was... explicitly taught you weren't allowed to have boundaries if yeah. Were, yeah if the adults say if this, the adult says it's this just that's it. the way it is yeah yes. and that's a very yes. dangerous thing a, to teach children it is it yeah. is and i don't think the the adults that did that saw it as being a big negative or oh no I have this conversation with my parents all the time they think I'm crazy (laughs) (laughs) they do we were at the dinner table when I went down there for Christmas and we're just sitting there me my parents and my kids and my kids kind of wander off and dad out of nowhere looks at me and says Bo have you figured out what's wrong with you that make you choose these horrible men 
And my mother wow. is like, yeah, he's across from me. My mom's yeah. to my right, and she's just like looking down, like trying not to make eye contact with either one of them. Oh my God. And I said, yes, I was raised in this dysfunctional family. <laughs> so, but it's okay. I'm going to therapy now. And he's like. Oh. You go to therapy? I oh said, my- yeah, because somebody's got to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's so funny when you fall out and they're so oblivious. Oh. <laughs> so if I ever go down uh, to see my family for more than... Um, for more than a day, mm-hmm. you should all w- watch my tra- Twitter feed because I, I, I post the things they say Thank to me. <laughs> so it's quite entertaining. It's so funny. Yeah, I need to start following you more, paying attention more on that. Oh, it's funny. Well, I think we're probably wrapping up, yes. trying to wrap up, but uh, I wanted to quickly say that you and I had met at uh, the Blue Doors. Yes. And usually we try to promote some sort of uh, organization or project or nonprofit, so I would assume you might want to plug the Blue Doors project. Yes, yes, definitely. Last year was the kickoff season, okay. and Blue Doors, it's been there for, I, I want to say Pat and Jane have been running it for about five years, maybe longer than mm-hmm. that. I'm horrible at keeping track yeah, of time. <laughs> it's been at least five years, but Jane loves music, and she loves local musicians Mm -hmm. and she has always wanted to you know it's a great place to go spend a weekend it's halfway between the the illinois river it's renovated motor court 12 adobe cabins and cabins this is like glamping this is yeah it's not like it's not log cabins these are nice without a a bathroom or yeah they're super nice and there's like this amazing outdoor kitchen like it's yeah there's an outdoor common area with a fully functional kitchen and the lake you can walk around around, and the pond you can walk around it's so beautiful out there it's just it's really when i get there it's like i can relax I can right. I can have time to myself if I want. I can go interact with the other guests that are staying out here at the mm-hmm. common area. It's it's just it's such a peaceful getaway. That's nice. But we started doing music this year, just with all local Oklahoma artists, musicians, singer songwriters. Saturday nights. Too, Saturday summer, night. Right? Saturday night. Pretty much it was pretty much every Saturday night all summer long. And. Um, it was great, uh, just having that energy out there. And that's how we met. It was. That's how we our, met. Our yeah, band was playing yeah, out there. That's how we met. Saturday. Your band was playing out there. And David Hill first time. Sound. And you guys are yeah. both on the board for the Blue Doors yes, project. Yes, yeah, we're on the right? board of directors for the mm-hmm. project. It's a nonprofit, and we want to continue the singer-songwriter thing. We're hoping to, you know, this season to expand a little bit, and. Um, Always looking for new artists. Always welcoming the you know previous performers back, and um, just making it more. It we need to get the word out about right. the place because it's not very well known, and it is. And it's know, amazing. It's an amazing. Too. It's you know, it's, it's two and a half hours from Oklahoma City, so it's a commitment. I'm going to try and talk my law, law firm into doing a but retreat yeah. there this year. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's a great place it's for a such retreat. a great getaway. And where is it actually small again? It's, it's in Gore, Oklahoma. It's right at like ten kilometers. So that's it's not far from it's Tulsa. Not, no, it's, it's about so an hour from Tulsa. It's a little bit quicker from Tulsa. I think I just drive too much, so I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like that's very far. 
Well, but then, it's just such a beautiful space, and you know, it's and, and I know that supporting local music is. I mean, there are so many talented mm-hmm. people here Absolutely. that you have never heard of. I mean, I don't know. Was I just completely unaware? No, we that weren't that were, well known. But we, we got you know, more no, known more because. Be, of playing there uh-huh. and networking with other musicians yeah. and meeting people like you and David who are supporters of the art. Yeah, Arts you know, and, and David's been, he's worked the arts festival, run the water stage down there for 30 years, mm-hmm. every year. And they just called him last week, are you doing it this year? Can we count on you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what else I'd be doing. <laughs> so do you have social media accounts or anything that people can follow to keep up with the doors? We are in the process of setting up a website and social media okay. stuff for specifically for the nonprofit. There is a website for the resort. Okay. Blue Doors and at Ten Killer. Okay. And, and there's a link. So look for there's that. There's a link. There's yeah. a link. I mean, all the music information is there on that website, but we really need to get it set up to where it's just the nonprofit and totally focused on that. And okay. That's in the works. We had, you know, it was an interesting year because nobody really realized what, you know, was going to be involved in all of this. Right. And, and, to and this being the music festival at the end of the year, that was right. a celebration of all the summer singer-songwriters. Yeah, yeah. we had everybody who had performed out there previously that wanted to come back, that had the time, come out. And it was um, all day Saturday, and it was going to go into Sunday, and then it, it was very um, fluid. And <laughs> but it was the first year. But yeah, right. and, and it was it, we learned a lot. Yeah. And, you know, we had some people who were very willing to participate and who kind of went, this is a lot to do. I don't know how right. much, I don't know <laughs> if I can commit as much as I feel like I should. And then we've had other people step up that are like, yes, I want to be involved in this. I want to help make this successful. So I'm excited. It's, nice. it's just, it's, yeah, it's a lot of too. fun. I've met some wonderful people. Well, I, I ended mean, up working you, on it with I just, you too. Lena, I just, she's become such a special Oh, that's great. It's just, you know, but working, the the place closes down during the cold, cold winter months because they just, they can't afford to keep it open. But probably open back up in April. Okay. Excellent. Get the music Blue Doors at Tin Killer. And I think you can, the Blue Doors at Tin Killer on Instagram too. Yes. Okay. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and the website. Yeah, and the website. Go follow them and stay up to date. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Victoria, for being here with us. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Good. You can contact the podcast at brokebrokenpodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at Broke Broken Show, on Instagram and Facebook at Broke Broken Podcast.